Welcome to 1989, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with The Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and The Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy. But way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and a call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. You're still here? I love you. Uh, Thanks for submitting yourself to another deep dive into another week of not very deep diary entries. Uh, This week, it's a cracker, I promise. We're in a week 15. First, uh, it's time to check what new music was making its chart debut into the top 50 on this week in 1989. We got new music from Love and Money with Hallelujah Man. Yeah, no idea. Uh, Also, Lou Reed's Dirty Boulevard and Tone Loke's Wild Thing made their debut. Now, there's some kicking tunes. Uh, Plus, we got re-entries from Wawani and Womack and Womack. So eclectic. Uh, Speaking about eclectic, the things that we were eating in 1989 weren't very eclectic at all. You've already heard about the apricot chicken scenario, prawn cocktails, chopped casseroles, but we also loved a piece of cabanossi on a Jats cracker, a French onion dip made with dried onion soup mix and uh, a bit of cream cheese. It didn't actually come pre-packaged for you. Surf and turf was huge, so your steak was usually served with prawns on top with some kind of sauce attached, and You'd whip up a chocolate mousse if you were fancy. I remember actually going on a diet while I was in Caratha, and I think after two months, that was the thing we did was sat down and ate an enormous bowl of chocolate mousse. Uh, and if you're fancy and having a dinner party, uh, sun-dried tomatoes were starting to be shoved into everything. But lots of people were still eating 70s-style crap without a lot of experimenting going on. What was garlic? We didn't even know. Uh, coming up, I'm going to pretend to be totes heterosexual on multiple occasions. <laughs> I was fully closeted and hoping wanting Wang was just a phase, so my Maintaining the illusion of me being keen on lady love must be maintained throughout the diary. I'll finally meet my radio roomie Mark, but his aversion to being around when I expect him to be somewhere will continue. Plus, I'll get my Helen Hunt on, but there won't be any twisters with cows flying by. Instead, we're going to experience what it's like to be inside a radio station for 24 hours when what will prove to be the fourth largest cyclone to ever hit Australian shores arrives. To help me work through all of that and probably not much more, it's time to usher in another one of my besties. Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is that? Who is this? Who is that? It's MJ! Oh, Mary, the Hello. babysitter. Hi! Hello, baby. Welcome Thanks back, babes. Back. I'm excited to have you back because this was a hectic week in our life. I'm sure you'll remember Cyclone Orson. Awesome, yes, I do remember that. Yeah. Yes. 
It was my first experience of a cyclone. Did you ever have one before? I mean, Karatha had lots of them, oh, I'm assuming. Yeah, heaps, heaps. So I'm actually from the, the years of cyclone parties in right. the like, early 80s. So <laughs> yes, basically, right. it's really, I look back and go, oh my gosh, that's so irresponsible. But um, all the neighbours would come over and <laughs> they would throw all the pets into the laundry. Yes. And the kids, we used to, we had a massive pool table that was slaked and we used to build a cubby under that because it was the strongest Cute. thing in the house. And all the uh, adults would just get wrecked. Yeah, it was the 80s and no one really cared, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was very, I, I sort of look at them now and, yeah, the way we handled them, it was very uh, Pilbara-esque. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'd strongly say now, if there's a cyclone coming, best not to invite your friends over and have a party and all get trashed. Exactly. Because <laughs> you can't leave the house while it's happening. Yeah, but um, no, lots of, yeah, I think I've probably lived through six, seven, eight. Yeah. To, to, to try and explain them to someone that's never been in one, Man, I still vividly remember how epic it was and terrifying as well. And, yeah, you don't want to experience one unless you really have to, trust me. <laughs> I think the spookiest part is the eye as well. I think yeah. that that's what people don't really realise because, like, your house is literally whistling because you've got to open windows slightly and yep. um, work out stuff with pressure. Well, ask Dr Carl that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone else. So I your brain doesn't get works. sucked out your face. <laughs> But um, then all of a sudden it would just go really eerily silent and that just meant that you were right in the eye of it. Yeah, and and then things were going to get No bird sounds, no nothing. It's just like the quietest, deadest sound you've ever heard in your life. Mm -hmm. That just gave me chills. (laughs) All right, well, let's uh, get into all this excitement. (laughs) Uh, We'll start with uh, Sunday, April 16. This was written at 12.26am. Well, today I got up about 10 and got myself ready for work. Got to work at 20 to 12, and it was soon after that that Neville's wife, Kerry, came in with Mark Littler, who's the new announcer. I finally get to meet him, asking for the key to the house so they could put his stuff in. Got a note saying Kerry and Emma rang last night, so after my shift, which was from midday till six, I went home, house was empty, went to the phone and rang up Kerry, and we spoke for ages. And again, no phone in the house, had to go to the public phone box, sweat your box off. (laughs) Apparently, I used to take a frozen bottle of water with me to try and cool down. I had two people waiting to use the phone box, which was funny because, yeah, they would have loved this arrogant 19-year-old pushing the door open and going, blah, 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 Carrie Emma, I'm just here, nothing's happening. It would have been the most insanely boring conversation those poor bastards had to sit through while they wait to get the phone. (laughs) Uh, Got home, made some tea and then realised Mark was in bed asleep. His door was closed, which was a shock. Oh, well, see ya, 12.31am. I love that my whole thing is like, why is this guy not around when I need to meet him and see him? <laughs> Do you know, of every announcer I think I've ever heard in my life, his voice is the one that I remember the most. Really? Yeah, definitely. He had a very, very distinctive voice. Are you still friends with him? Yeah, he's uh, now working up in Cairns at Triple M in Cairns. Ah, yeah. I wonder if he does this. So this is what he used to do. I'm oh, see here we go, Mark, if you're listening. This is an impersonation <laughs> okay. of you. Good afternoon, Mark Littler with your company. <laughs> Oh my god! I actually do remember that. He loves being with our company. company. Yes, that's probably why I remember. But I'll never ever forget Mark Littler with your company. Right, anyone living in Cairns that is listening to this podcast, (laughs) including you, Mark Littler, if that is something you're still doing, uh, it's become your catchphrase. All right, let's take in uh, Monday, April 17 at 12:19 a.m. 
Well, today was good. Got up around 10, seems regular, had some brekkie and watched the idiot box. <laughs> I also <laughs> love the way that I've spelt brekkie, B-R-E-C-K-I-E. I don't know if that's right. Mm. Went and had a shower, watched more of the idiot box. It's my thing with the TV. I really love it. Why would I call it an idiot box? I'm calling <laughs> myself an idiot. Uh, <laughs> started reading a book. No mention of what the book is. Bradley came over and stayed until just before two. Got to work by two. Immediately got stuck into a bunch of commercials that I had to do. Ooh, I've noticed that immediately is spelt. Are you ready for this? I double M E double D I A T E L Y. So apparently, big boobs. I was all the rage. Double D's. <laughs> uh, so after I uh, after all that was over, it was just before four. So I sat down and read a letter I got from Glenn, who was the radio nuts that used to live there. It had some photos in it which were good to look at. What? (laughs) And the letter was great too. Went home, slapped up some dinner for myself, went back to work. Shift from six till midnight went fantastically. And I've written fantastic dash A-double-L-Y. New playlist today. Mary rang up. Oh, that's you. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, babes. Mum rang up and Glenn telexed me. I love that he telex me. I don't even know what that is anymore, but apparently I got it. And this guy that used to live up here and work on the station called, but it's not Stewie. So who the hell was that? Uh, anyway, very busy. See ya, 12.26am. Man, a new playlist would have just been the greatest thing that ever happened to me, I reckon. Because you got sick of those same freaking songs over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take in Tuesday, April 18. This was written at 1.37am. Good morning. Well, today was great. Got up at 10.15. Oh, we slept in an extra 15 minutes. Showered, went to the station, got a lift into the city, did the weekly shopping, gave up my cab for two great-looking girls, but they didn't give me any phone numbers. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See? I'm so hetero. <laughs> they just said, thanks, mate. You're a great guy. But I knew that already. Ho, ho, ho. I've written H-A-W-H-A-W-H-A-W in capitals. <laughs> I just you wanna... actually used to do that a lot. Go ho, ho, ho. You, Yeah, when you used to write letters to me. Oh, that's uh, right. <laughs> and do drawings as well. I need to take some. Yeah. I've still got some of those letters you sent me. I need to take some photos and put them up. But there's <laughs> so many wrong things in the actual letters. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> um, anyway, after being all that hetero, whew, I would have been dizzy, unpacked all the food and went to work. Did a couple of commercials, showered and Cindy, oh, showered, no. Showed Cindy how to tape the college show. <laughs> I've got Wednesday and Thursday off, which should be great. Went home, had some tea. A wonderful porterhouse steak. Yum. Back to work, six till midnight. Everything went really well. Mary rang up to say hi. Oh, my God. Hi. I'm a bit of a stalker at this point. Yeah. Well, there's a reason. I've said and asked if she could come over and visit today. I said, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I've written this at 1.37am. I'm going today. Then that makes no sense. But, yeah, uh, I'm actually writing it okay. on a Wednesday morning. I said, Okay. Got home, watched TV, now I'm going to read. So see ya, 1.43am. All right, should we find out what we did on our day visiting each other? Okay. (laughs) I've probably written nothing about it. Mary came over and that's it. All right, this is Wednesday, April 19, 2.56am. Wow, it was a big day. A wonderful day off, slept in and Mary came over at about 11 o'clock. 
We talked, watched the idiot box, oh, the idiot box is back, then decided <laughs> to change the living room around. Oh, my God. I, I actually remember this. <laughs> it's much better now that we've changed it all around, especially the picture quality on the television. <laughs> Went down to the station just before three and helped Cindy set up for the college show. God, needy. No one helped me. I came home and Mary stayed until 6.30. I made spaghetti bolognese for tea. Mark got home at about 7.30. We had tea and watched television until it shut down at about midnight. And we've just finished watching a video. So, good night. 2.59am. Wow. I love that we remember reordering that lounge room. That sticks so vividly in my head. I remember it now and I actually remember where we ended up putting the TV. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> and it won't help anyone because I've got no visual in the head. But pretty much no. as you walked in the house, it was on uh, up against the back wall instead of being, I can't remember where it was before that. I think that there was an alcove near the front door that was kind of in that corner there. Yeah, right. I get you. Mm -hmm. I get you. All right. Who's living at 19 Pearl Way now? And what does your house look like? <laughs> All right. Let's take in uh, Thursday, April 20. This was written at 3.01am. Another day off today, sat around reading, watching television and the like. Mary came over, this time with a friend called Natalie. Very quiet girl, but really stunning. Do you remember Natalie? <gasps> I only had one friend growing up in Karatha. Oh, she's going to die. Did you know her? <laughs> what? You actually know her. I'm going to be so embarrassed yeah. if I go, I don't know her. Who is she? <laughs> no. And I, I'm, I'm absolutely positive. And because she still is literally one of the most attractive women I know. Uh, when you worked in uh, Perth, remember there was a person who used to have, she used to work at Lumiere Theatre and then she started her own company and she was the movie promotion woman. Oh, I do. Natalie Cameron. That Nat. Aww. That was her. So you actually would have run into her 15 years after that and you pr probably never realised that. I never had a clue. Person. That's amazing. And I don't think that Natalie does it either. I'm, I'm actually not in touch with that anymore. She's still around, still like doing amazing, still very beautiful. <laughs> All right, well, Natalie, yeah. if you remember me and MJ, we're talking about you. <laughs> It's all wonderful. I love that she was quiet, but really stunning. More hetero activity from me, guys. <laughs> I'm going to be sick in my mouth. I went down to the station at about 6.30 and recorded some commercials that were to be broadcast on Friday. I don't know if that's important. Went home, did basically stuff all. Mark came home at about 12.30 and we sat up and watched A Hard Day's Night, the Beatles movie. It wasn't that bad either. See ya, 3.05 a.m. I wouldn't have picked that. That must have been a Mark suggestion. Yeah, that doesn't sound like you at all. <laughs> yeah, like I knew they existed because we played them all the time, but I don't think I would have gone, oh, my God, we need to watch the movie about that. But yeah. maybe I did. <laughs> all right, so uh, this is Friday, April 21. It's 3.48 a.m. Well, the reason I've been up so late is because I've been reading this great book called Watches and I couldn't put it down. I reckon this is a Dean R. Koontz book or maybe yeah. it's a Stephen King because they were my favourite too. Um, <clears throat> I might have to double check. Uh, and I couldn't put it down. I've had to now, though, because I've got to be up at 11 tomorrow so as to record a commercial. Well, today, Mary came over <laughs> three oh, days in a row. We were thick as thieves, buddy. <laughs> she got here at about... It's school holidays. <laughs> yeah, clearly. She got here about 9.30, apparently. I didn't get up until 10.30. <laughs> So you sat around the house by yourself for an hour. 
Oh. It would have been too hot to go home again. Yeah, true. <laughs> I was fairly tired. Sat around the house for a while talking, watching TV. Oh, it's not the idiot box anymore. Mark got the day off, so we just sat around. I showered and went to work just before two, and we were issuing cyclone reports. I did some commercials, then went home. Mark was trying to get some sleep, and Mary was still over. She left at 4.30. <laughs> so you spent the day <laughs> hanging out with Mark Littler at the station share house. That's <laughs> probably why I remember him so well. <laughs> <laughs> went back to work just before 6 and about 7.30 we went on blue alert, I've written in capitals, for the cyclone, which means its arrival is roughly 48 hours away. Oh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. See ya, 3.54am. <gasps> cyclone Orson's coming! <laughs> All right, here we go. This is April uh, the 22nd, 1989, and this is written at 4.50pm on a Sunday, so the 23rd, but it's a double-page spread. I've got lots to say about the cyclone, guys. Prepare yourself. It's a twister, it's a twister. Um, look out, Aunty M. Well, was Saturday interesting? I know there's no question mark there, but I say, well, was Saturday interesting? That's probably the way to say it. Got to station at 11, recorded ad with Cindy, rang mum to tell her about the cyclone. That would have terrified the shit out of her. (laughs) Went home. At around four o'clock, we went from stage blue to stage yellow. Neville came over and got the mattresses. I used his car and we took the TV and video over to the station because obviously during a cyclone, I need to watch TV. I did my six till midnight shift. At midnight, we went to red alert. Mark, Neville, Richie and I were staying at the station. So once the cyclone comes, we basically have to broadcast 24 hours a day, keep people updated with all the cyclone reports and latest details. So you basically are locked in the station. The generator's running for the electricity if it runs out, which invariably it does. It's so hectic. Um, Went to sleep about one and I manned the phones. Oh, no, hang on. I've picked up at the wrong place. (laughs) Neville and Mark went to sleep at about one and I manned the phones. We lost power at about four in the morning and went to the generator. The worst of the cyclone finally passed at roughly 10am, but we had some really strong winds. It was supposedly 280 kilometres an hour in the centre. Not the real centre, but around the edges. Thankfully, we didn't get the centre. Minimal damage, fences gone, sheds, trees, some roofs. That's roughly it. Power was re- wasn't returned until 12.30. Due to the cyclone, our satellite, and then I've gone to the next page, C-O-N-T dot 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 continued. Satellite feed from 6pm is gone, so it means I'm going to do midnight till dawn tonight. Should be interesting. I managed to get some sleep from 7 till 10 and from 1 till 4.30, but that's about it. Called mum this morning to tell her all was fine. It was a bit scary at some stages, especially with some of those winds. They were strong enough to make the building rattle until it was almost deafening and sometimes wonder if the place is going to withstand it all. Thankfully, it did. Well, that's it from me. I'm going to have a shower and clear myself up. See ya! 5.03pm. P.S. Kerry, Emma and Linda called on Saturday night. Nice, huh? I distinctly remember because the hallway of the radio station was just a long corridor and yeah. at the very end there was a door that had that whole, remember those old doors where you just push the circular button and that locks it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember walking up that hallway in the midst of the cyclone and it was like someone was outside with a steel cap boot just kicking on that wooden door and yeah. I walked all the way up to it and looked at it and it wasn't locked so I just carefully pushed the little button in the centre <laughs> to lock it and then 
in the kitchen, there was one of those little exhaust fans and the wind going through that was like a high-pitched scream the entire time, just like, <laughs> continuously. It was insane. Yeah, I know exactly the sound you mean. It's like the the the, the houses were screeching yeah. and the way that the wind would whistle through. It yeah. was really, it must have been so interesting having not experienced one before. Like I think my first one, I was probably two years old or, yeah, or something yeah. like that, being born in this part of the psyche. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it must have been terrifying for you. Yeah, I was shitting yeah. myself. And I was trying to be brave because, you know, I had three heteroglyphs around me that were pretty blokey um, in Mark, Neville and um, Richie, whereas mm. I, I would be in there just if they weren't there, I would have been screaming like, oh, am I going to die? <laughs> <laughs> I would have preferred that. I think that would have been quite funny. So at the time, I'm just trying to think, your role at 6KA, ABC Radio didn't exist up there in that local. You know, remember how ABC Local came up later? Because that's where Richie went to work. So you guys actually would have had quite the the role, like yeah. in the community. You would have been because there was no local television. There was nothing. Yeah. So it really would have only been you guys communicating what was um, actually going on. That's so true. Um, yeah, give yourself a pat on the back, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> And yay for you keeping me entertained for an entire week in the lead up to it as well. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. It must have been school holidays or I was wagging. Maybe that's why I was at oh. school day. <laughs> Gets there at 9.30, a.k.a. miss school that morning. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it was. All right, well, we'll definitely have to have you back on, my beautiful friend. Yes, thanks for having me again, B. I love it. I love this trip down memory lane. Me it's so much fun. I'm having so much fun. It's been good to have you uh, a part of it. Hey, in the next episode, it's a shorter week because I've just squeezed Saturday and Sunday into one entry. So I'm going to have to find some chatty Cathy friend that is going to help me for the next one. But there's after the cyclone to deal with. I finally get a day off and some much needed sleep. All my overtime disappears thanks to the tax department. <laughs> I your guts. I surprise myself by doing some talk breaks that make me feel almost professional but I'm still mostly crap. However, I've got a plan on how to fix that and it's as lazy as you'd expect Teenage Me to be. And I also seem to miss the point of messing around in an on-air studio. Uh, once again, I'm always trying to help raise Indigenous voices and this time around, I want to shine the spotlight on Aboriginal Australian hip-hop artist Ziggy Ramo. Uh, he grew up in remote Arnhem Land in Perth and his dad encouraged him to use his words to communicate rather than his uh, fists. So his music's all about equality in all its forms. You may have seen him recently do an incredible moving performance on Q&A and he also spoke so brilliantly as well. I love him. The focus for him is especially oppression of our Indigenous people. His latest album, Black Thoughts, is amazing. He deserves your support. So if you love hip-hop and you haven't actually purchased his album, get into it or search him out on Spotify. You can also find him on all the usual social channels under Ziggy Ramo. Uh, it's Ziggy with a Y and R-A-M-O. I hope I'm saying his last name properly. Maybe it's Ramo. Uh, speaking of music, once again, I want to give a huge thanks to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for my amazing 1989 theme tune. And props to Jezelenko for all the added microwave bells and, uh, well, no whistles, but thank goodness. Uh, how many people have you shared this podcast with? That's the question for this app. If the answer is none, then why are you so ashamed of me? If you enjoy this podcast, uh, please give me a share. Make sure you subscribe and leave me a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. 
What else are you going to do in a pandemic, really? Uh, but please, rate and review your favourite podcasts. We're on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts. And until next episode, I'm loving you from here. Check you later. See you, boy.